And here we go. Here we go on this first day of spring. Uh, it is uh, March 20th, I believe, uh, 2023. Six o'clock straight up, which means it's time for Real Talk Memphis. Glad to have you with us. Uh, I am your humble host, Chip Washington. The gang is all here as well this uh, evening, fired up and ready to go. Uh, you know, many people say, you know, happy spring uh, because it's the first day of spring. For me, uh, it is a happy uh, allergy day uh, because I have really bad allergies this time of year, as many of us do. And we'll have to, you know, kind of suffer through and deal with that, uh, you know, uh, in, in, of course, you know, as we move through the course of time. I'm trying to decide whether or not, because I cut my grass every year, I cut it. Uh, and I'm getting a little tired of cutting it. And I'm trying to decide whether I want somebody else to do it, uh, you know, or, or me get out there and, and, and continue to do it. That's still a debate in my head right now. It's about 60-40 against. <laughs> so we'll see how it all shakes out. Uh, welcome again to the big broadcast. And we have a good show for you tonight. We're going to talk about a few things uh, this evening. Uh, but before we get into all of that, uh, many of you ask continually, how do I get this fine piece of radio broadcasting called Real Talk Memphis? Well, you can do it in uh, many ways. We are on live right now on uh, 91.7 on your FM dial. That will be WYXR. You can also catch us on the uh, WYXR app. We are on TuneIn. You can go to TuneIn and uh, put WYXR in the search and we'll pop up. Uh, we do this little thing called Facebook Live, and uh, we are on YouTube uh, when the show posts on Tuesday. And speaking of, uh, as we are a podcast, uh, when the show posts on Tuesday afternoon, you can get us wherever it is you get your podcast. Now, uh, there's nothing like live. We're on live right now. But if you happen to miss it, uh, and you have a legitimate excuse for doing so, you can always catch us anytime, uh, as I said, either on Facebook Live, on my page, or uh, when the podcast uh, drops uh, tomorrow afternoon. In terms of our guests this evening, um, we have three good ones, I think. Liddell Beeman uh, is, a, is a young man. He's a, I would say he's a youth activist is what I'd call him. And, uh, you know, he, he really does a lot of things uh, in uh, support of our young folks. And God knows these days our young folks need all the help and support that they can get. So he's going to uh, join me uh, this evening and let me know kind of what he's up to in his organization uh, called uh, Heal the Hood Foundation. Uh, they had a uh, there was part there was a big uh, youth um, town hall meeting on Saturday. Uh, sponsored by Justin Hart and NLE Chapa, the rapper, the young rapper. Uh, and so I want to ask him about that. He was a participant in that as well. Ike Griffith, our good friend from the city of Memphis, joins me in just a few minutes. Uh, there's a big hiring. You looking for a job? You're looking for a job. Uh, the city of Memphis is having a big hiring event this Friday. It's called the Career and Technical Expo. And Ike is going to tell us all about it. Uh, you can go. Uh, there will be many vendors there, many businesses there looking to hire. Some of them may even hire on the spot. So I'll let Ike talk to us about all of that in just a few minutes. And uh, in case you were not aware, this is colorectal or colon cancer awareness month uh, this month of uh March, and uh, we are going to talk a little bit about that with a colorectal surgeon. His name is Dr. Paul Johnson uh, from the uh, Methodist Cancer Institute, and he will tell us, uh, you know, why, in, in case you didn't notice uh, or know this, uh, colon cancer is the number two killer in this country. Uh, so, uh, you know, getting tested and getting checked out is a very, very important component of all of that. 
and he'll be on a little bit later to uh, chat with us about that. But before we go on, uh, as we always do this time of the big broadcast, we have a birthday. Lola's inching closer and closer to the microphone. So she's got one. And Nicole has one, too, a little bit later on. So, you know, we do the shout-out right about now, right? National shout-out for your birthday today. Not a lot of birthdays today, but that's okay. We can't do any of that. If you're a regular tuner into this broadcast, you know, we can't do any of that until I say, hit it, Brent. Happy birthday, happy birthday going out to Tabitha Yarborough celebrating today. Happy birthday, Mr. Mark Richard. Pamela Armour's birthday is today, as is Jay Tillman's birthday. That, believe it or not, is all I have on the official list. Lola has a birthday, Lola. Yes, happy birthday to Miss Virginia, Virginia Hannah. Happy birthday, sweetie. Also, a happy birthday to the disco queen herself, Miss Paula Rayford, on tomorrow. Happy birthday, love, love. And lastly, oh, not lastly, I have two more. Happy birthday to my niece, Atoya Tanil, on Wednesday. And a happy heavenly to my dad, also on Wednesday. God bless you. That's wonderful. Thank you, Lola. You came in. You came prepared tonight with a nice list. Nicole. Uh, Nicole has a birthday, too. Nicole, who would you like to shout out? Friend Ashley Lowe, I love you, my friend. Wait, wait, say, say, say it again, one more time. Happy birthday to my good friend Ashley Lowe. Ashley Lowe, Ashley Lowe, on the low low. No, just low. Okay. <laughs> Happy birthday to each and every uh, person uh, mentioned tonight. Uh, we uh, appreciate you, uh, and we are so happy that we shared your uh, trip around the sun. If the Lord says so, we'll be back here next year to do the same thing all over again. Happy birthday, each and every one out there this evening. Thank you, Bren. So, the news and notes, we, we were talking about this before the show. A couple of, uh, of, of deaths of note uh, happened recently. One, uh, the singer Bobby Caldwell, many of you may have heard of him. Uh, he's saying that uh, one of his, his biggest hit was What You Won't Do For Love. Uh, he passed away last week. And, and Lance Reddick, now, you may not know his name, but you know his character. If you've been around a while, uh, there was a TV series on HBO years ago called The Wire. Uh, he played a detective on that show, uh, and uh, he was he was very, very good. But most of you may know him from being in John Wick. He's been in all of the John Wick movies uh, lately. You know, tall, thin, black man, bald head. Uh, as, as I'm talking, maybe some of you are recognizing, uh, you know, who he who he was. Well, he passed away on Friday uh, at the age of 60. Uh, the very, very young uh, man, but very talented individual. A lot of folks uh, uh, giving their tributes who worked with him in the past. So, uh, you know, may uh, you both rest in peace and may your memory always be a blessing to all of us. Now, uh, in the news and notes, uh, the former president of the United States, Donald Trump, uh, made a comment that he thought that he was going to be arrested and indicted tomorrow. Uh, he made that announcement ahead of time. We don't know why he made it. We don't know, you know, if it's true or not. Nobody's talking about this one way or another except for him. And he is asking people in this country to protest, 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 uh, you, know, and, and, you know, in support of him. 
Uh, now, that puts me in mind of January 6th, but uh, a lot of those folks have been arrested, and I don't know how much interest he's garnering one way or another, uh, whether he is indicted or he is not tomorrow. Uh, many people feel that an indictment is imminent, and let it be known right now, if that happens, he will be the first ex-president in the history of this country ever to be indicted by a grand jury on criminal charges. This is in reference to the $130,000 payment uh, to the former uh, adult actress, uh, porn star uh, Stormy Daniels. Uh, so uh, we will see uh, how all of that uh, plays out. So there are now two lawsuits that have been filed uh, against the uh, Shelby County Election Commission uh, this all has to do with residency requirements uh, for running for mayor, city mayor. Floyd Bonner uh, filed a lawsuit about a week and a half or so ago. Uh, and uh, a couple of days ago, uh, another candidate, uh, former county commissioner Van Turner, also filed a lawsuit. Uh, this all stems from, uh, you know, at one time there was a five-year plan. You had to be in the city five years before you could run for local office. That was changed at some point to one year. And so now all of a sudden there's this debate on whether you, you know, whether it's one year or five years. Uh, and, um, uh, you know, it would affect uh, Sheriff Bonner, who recently moved back into the city, and also uh, Van Turner and former Mayor Willie Harrington uh, is involved in this as well. So we'll watch it and we'll see what happens. I think before it's all said and done, uh, that uh, everybody will be able to uh, run uh, in this race and uh, you will be able to decide whomever it is you want to uh, vote for. Uh, in the, uh, I want to I take us back to the Tyree Nichols case. Uh, you know, a lot of officers, I think there were six total that were fired. Well, there was a police lieutenant on the scene that night. His name is uh, Dwayne Smith, uh, 25-year veteran of uh, the police force, showed up after the fact, uh, after all of the violence took place, uh, did not, uh, you know, in the internal investigation, uh, did not comply to a lot of the rules and regulations that someone who's been on the force for 25 years uh, would know, did not get a lot of information from the officers uh, at hand. He looked at Tyree Nichols as he lay dying on the ground and said he looked like he was, uh, he was, he was high. He had, he, you know, he had ingested something and he was high. Uh, he was also uh, the officer uh, that supposedly went to the uh, Tyree Nichols' parents' house, the Wells household, uh, to inform them of uh, what had happened with their son. He told the parents that uh, his son uh, was pulled over and stopped for a DUI, uh, which was not true uh, you know, at all. So uh, a lot of mistruths going on there, and he asked to see uh, they asked to see their son, and he would not allow them to see uh, their son, although he was literally, uh, you know, just a few feet away from, from their front door. So anyway, uh, he decided that the, the, the day before he was set to be terminated, he resigned. So he resigned the day before they fired him, and a lot of people are upset about that. Uh, he did get his pension and the whole nine yards. Uh, of course, the attorneys are saying anybody who's complicit in this crime should pay for the crime, uh, you know, themselves. So we don't know how that's going to shake out. But uh, that was a, kind of a, an interesting fact. John Morant uh, has uh, sat out his eight-day suspension uh, from the uh, league. He is uh, eligible to play uh, again. They have a game tonight, they meaning the Grizzlies. He will not play tonight. 
but uh, he has been cleared to play. And now let us hope that as we move forward, uh, he has learned a lesson. Uh, and, uh, you know, his actions will speak louder than any words uh, he could possibly say. So we're pulling for you, job and I uh, hope that, uh, you know, as you guys uh, get ready for the playoffs, uh, you know, it's a uh, full steam ahead. Very disappointing effort for the University of Memphis Tigers. Uh, that happened on Friday night. Uh, I'm sure many of you watched. Uh, they lost a heartbreaker to Florida Atlantic, 66 to 65. Uh, so their dream of the big dance and moving on uh, is over. But they had a great season, and uh, you know we can just uh, you know get ready and, and get locked and loaded in uh, for next year. One final note about spring. This is spring. This is the first day of spring. I read that if you are a Dairy Queen fan, uh, you can go to Dairy Queen and get you one of those little small little uh, those little strawberry uh, the uh, the uh, vanilla uh, cones, right? The little whipped. Is that what they don't whip? You know, they they kind of out of the machine. It's uh, yeah. So anyway, you you can get one of those free. I don't know why. I don't know why you get one free. Is there even a Dairy Queen in this town anymore? Is there, is there one around? We need to do some research on that to find out. So, so yeah, if you really have, you're jonesing for some vanilla ice cream, you know, head out to Dairy Queen. All right, that takes care of the news and notes on this uh, Monday evening. We're going to take our first break, and when we come back, we're going to talk to our good friend Ike Griffith about a big event the city is hosting on Friday. You don't want to miss it. This is Real Talk Memphis. I am Chip. Hello to you. Quick break. Right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. WYXR is supported by the Orpheum Theater Group, presenting StoryFest, April 13th and 14th at the Halloran Center. This two-day festival showcases the voices of Memphians. An intergenerational group of participants from across the city have collaborated with the Orpheum to share their stories in their own words. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center Music and Theater Series presenting Van Duren on Saturday, April the 1st. Memphis-owned rock and pop singer-songwriter musician Van Duren takes a look back at his long musical career with a retrospective show. More information at orpheum-memphis.com. This is Clark Burt Keys with Crosstown Brewing Company. WYXR is supported by Crosstown Brewing Company's CBC Classic Golf Tournament on Saturday, April 1st at the Links at Galloway. A portion of the proceeds will benefit WYXR. More information available at crosstownbeer.com. WYXR is supported by the On Stage at the Halloran Center 2022-2023 season, which continues in downtown Memphis. Experience live entertainment with music, magic, and more, including the return of Orchestra Unplugged and the Songwriter Series events. More information and the full lineup at orpheum-memphis.com slash onstage. At WYXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. 
If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WYXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at WYXR.org. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Very happy with happy to have you with us, and also happy to have our first guest. He is no stranger to this broadcast, uh, or many of us in the city. Uh, he is uh, Ike Griffith, and of course, he is the director of youth services for the city of Memphis. And Ike, it is good to see you, my friend. How are you? Doing fine, Chip. Thank you so much for having me. Man, thank you for coming on the show. And, uh, you know, you're always working hard for our young people out there. And, uh, you know, this this event that you have coming up on Friday, I reached out to Ike and I said, you want to come on and talk about this? Because this is a pretty big deal, particularly in light of where things are. So you guys are having a big hiring event, the city of Memphis and your office. So tell us a little bit about it and what folks can expect. Well, Chip, I tell you, one of the main things that we were trying to do was get in front of the graduating classes of 2023 mm-hmm. so our young people can have something to look forward to as they get their diplomas and walk across the stage. I didn't want to add on to the problem that we have with our youth with individuals finishing high school with no sense of direction. So we came up with the Career and Technical Expo. Mm-hmm. All our children would not be going to college. And you can make a good living in a career, especially a career in technical areas. Mm -hmm. And we're going to have over 200 vendors uh, to be participating in this career and technical expo to expose our young people on some positive opportunities that we have for them within our city. We have such companies as Blue Oval. We're going to have NASA. Mm. We have, I mean, NASA from Huntsville now. Okay. Uh, we're going to have MLGNW, welding, cosmetology, dog groomers. I mean, every career you can possibly think of in the different clusters, we're going to have representation there on Friday. And they'll be hiring on the spot. Yeah. So this is an opportunity for our high school students, our opportunity youth, college students, and adults. So what is the, uh, this sounds amazing. So what is the minimum age requirement? Because I know, it, I think I, I read high school, but I also read adults as well. So what is the minimum? Is it 16, 17? I mean, what are you, what are you targeting there? Seniors that's, or that's, that's a, uh, 17, 18, just getting ready to finish high school. Okay. Okay. The high school diploma. Mm-hmm. When it comes to adults, it can be at any age. You know, even if you have been laid off from a job, there's going to be opportunities for you to uh, talk with some of our vendors to maybe make a career change. We're just trying to reach out to as many people as we possibly can, not only from the city of Memphis, but I've also invited school districts from Mississippi and Arkansas. They will be there also. So this is a, a pretty comprehensive uh, a setup you, you all decide you all are going to have on Friday. 
And you really hit on something uh, that's important. I, you know, a lot of folks, you know, always talk about college after they graduate high school. Many do. But there are many, realistically, there are many young people and even adults uh, who may not fit uh, the typical college mode, but uh, trade, uh, opportunity, and you're right, you can get paid a lot of money. I mean, people, depending on the trade, you get paid more than people with college degrees. Am I correct? And you know one thing, Chip, you know, many of our students that may be college materials, they're not going to college because it's so expensive. Then it's hard for them to get a job in their major that they majored in for four years. Yeah. So this is another positive alternative by young people to look into and make a decent living. Mm-hmm. I mean, we talk about AI, but I've yet to see a machine that would cut hair, curl hair. Yeah. I've yet to see a machine that would lay bricks, or see a machine that well can do welding or do plumbing or electricity. So there are a lot of uh, trades and careers that you can go into and make a decent living. You know, uh, one of the things uh, that uh, we hear a lot, and we hear it every year, and I know you do too, is, you know, these kids don't have a lot to do during the summertime uh, hours, you know, and, and, and during the summer period. But I know you guys are working very hard uh, to try to change that, uh, that, 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 and shift that paradigm a little bit. Talk a little bit about really the jobs, uh, job opportunities, and job programs uh, for a lot of our, our youth out there. Well, you know, every year we go, every summer we're going to have our summer program through the employer program and the math program. Right. And we continue to do that. We had our registration back in December. Uh, we had our lottery. We've, uh, we're going to be servicing about 2,500 kids uh, this summer. Uh, but this was another opportunity for those individuals who did not get a chance to register, who did not get a chance to be chosen in the math program and the employer program especially if you're a senior. You know, Chip, we're losing too many of our young people, number one. True. And they're getting younger every day and committed to negativities that we see and hear about in our community. And this is a grand opportunity for our young people to embrace some of the positive uh, opportunities that we have within our city. And I'm, I'm hoping that our parents that's out there will make our children do. Some things we don't need to give our children choices on. Yeah. Number one. Yeah. We need to make them through too. And it's so very important that parents get involved, make their children take advantage of opportunities in front of them. Because parents won't be with our children always. And and children need to know that. And for a parent to see that child on the, in the right direction is top priority and taking advantage of it. You know, uh, and, and I, I, I echo your sentiments uh, completely and totally. Uh, before uh, I let you go, what's important here in terms of what happens Friday is uh, not only the opportunity, but the presentation that these young people or these folks who are coming to meet with potential, uh, you know, uh, uh, employers should look like. Uh, tell us uh, how you think these folks should, should set themselves up, you know, when you're walking into an environment where there could be a job on the table. Well, come looking the part as if you want a job. Okay, business attire, a good resume that can represent you when you're not present. Once you leave that interview table, leave a resume behind and represent you just as if you were standing and uh, sitting right in front of that interviewee. Mm-hmm. My, my biggest thing is look the part. Your first impression is the last one. Mm-hmm. Okay, know how to present yourself, 
speak from the heart, ask for the opportunity that's being offered to you, and hopefully you will get it. Don't come in there saying baseball caps turn backwards. I mean, you you have just eliminated your opportunity. Mm -hmm. But if you at least come looking apart, clean, neat, you know, know how to articulate, know how to present yourself, and re be respectful, you may be granted that opportunity. See, Chief, you got to understand that some of these companies will hire hire individuals just with a high school diploma. Yeah. Now, we're going to have jobs that will require college degrees and what have you and work experience and what have you. Mm -hmm. But at least finishing high school, come looking the part and as if you want that opportunity to fall in your lap. And it can be done. Absolutely, it can be done. Uh, before I let you get out of here, give us the particulars. Where and what time uh, is the event on Friday? And what, whatever folks need to know about this. Yeah. Well, it's going to be Friday. The Career and Technical Expo will be at the Renaissance Center this Friday from 9 to 5. Mm -hmm. High school students. All day. Yeah. 9 to 1 is your time frame. 9 to 1. College students, opportunity youth, and adults, you will be there from one to five. Okay? Mm -hmm. Nine to one is for our high schools because I know buses got to take our children back to school sure. after the event. Sure. So keep in mind that not only Memphis Shelby County School, but schools from Mississippi and Arkansas will be present. They will be bused in. Okay. So we really want to get them out of the way so they can go back to their prospective school for dismissal. But from one to five, mm -hmm. college students, opportunity youth, and adults. So we're all excited uh, about this opportunity. Yeah. We're excited to give this opportunity. As I always say, youth in this city is priority for Mayor Jim Strickland. And just take advantage of the opportunity that's being given. Ike Griffith, ladies and gentlemen, uh, Director of Youth Services for the City of Memphis. Uh, and look, uh, if you are looking for a job and you're serious about this, they are providing you with a great opportunity. Ike, thank you, man, for coming on the show and laying it all out for us. And more importantly, thank you for what you're doing for the young people and the folks here in the city. We really appreciate that. Well, thank you so very much. And back also, just before I leave, sure. we'll get here for our Golden Gloves boxing tournament again this year. Okay. It will be the 14th and 15th at the Liberty Park Sports Complex. Uh, if you need more information, call 636-6264. Tickets are $10 in advance, $15 at the door. Thank you, my friend. I appreciate you, and uh, I look to talk to you down the road. Thank you so much, Chief. All right, have you a good night. You. Yes, sir. All right. You Absolutely. Ike Griffiths, ladies and gentlemen, from the city of Memphis. Uh, he is the director of youth services. Big hiring event this Friday. Don't don't miss this. This is uh, if you're looking for if you're serious about looking for a job and an opportunity, please attend this event all day uh, on Friday. Uh, thank Ike for uh, sharing that with us. We're going to take another break, and when we come back, uh, we're going to talk to a young man who uh, you know has a has a real heart for young people. He's not that old a guy either, uh, but uh, he's going to uh, chat with us about his mission uh, to try to turn the young minds uh, in this town into a positive uh, direction. This is Real Talk Memphis. One more quick break. We'll be right back.
If you like real talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Hey, I'm Will from Crosstown Brewing Company. We support WYXR 91.7 FM. A favorite beer is just like a favorite song. We feel something new every time we encounter them. Cheers to playing the hits and tasting the notes. At WYXR, we are committed to uplifting local organizations and businesses who are making an impact in Memphis. If you are looking for ways to spread the word about your business on air and want to support WYXR at the same time, email us at sponsorships at WYXR.org. Hey, I'm Will from Crosstown Brewing Company. WYXR is supported by Shell Days Music Festival. Presented by Mempho. Do you want to place your company in front of Memphis cultural consumers and influencers? How about interacting with them in a meaningful way? WIXR's second annual Stereo Sessions at the Memphis Listening Lab is back. We are looking for sponsors to support WIXR's exploration of unsung albums from the musical history of Memphis. For more information, email us at sponsorships at wyxr.org. WYXR doesn't go to sleep at night. We keep the music moving. Memphis music, that is. When our DJs clock out, our automation clocks in with music right from our community. Produced, performed, and written by Memphians, or in Memphis. Some are hits, and some are rarely heard, but they all tell the story of one of the world's greatest music cities. Visit wyxr.org for playlist and scheduling information. Email submissions at wyxr.org to let us hear your Memphis music. We may just play it. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to this uh, Monday edition of Real Talk Memphis right here on uh, 91.7 WYXR, Facebook Live, and uh, we're kind of all over the place. And uh, listen, we, we, we've had a conversation, and we've had more than one conversation, uh, about really about our youth and uh, where many of them going in the wrong direction these days. Uh, juvenile crime is up. We all know that. Uh, but uh, there are uh, many young people who are actually trying to do the right thing. And one of them uh, is one I'm, I want to introduce right now, proud to introduce him. His name is Liddell Beeman. And uh, he is the uh, organizer. He's the president and CEO of Heal the Hood Foundation, which is his foundation. And Liddell, it is great to see you again. How are you doing tonight? I'm really good. I'm, I'm blessed to be able to be heard because I always consider uh, you guys to be radio angels. So anytime it's an opportunity to be heard and do something positive, I'm here. So I feel good, uh, Mr. Chip. <laughs> well, I am. I'm really happy to have you. Uh, and I and I really have always admired your your commitment 
uh, to our young uh, people. And uh, I mean, I've talked to folks and, and, and your name has been brought up several times about, you know, being very real and committed uh, in terms of your organization. For people who don't know, uh, tell them a little bit about uh, the Heal the Hood Foundation that you created. You know, we are, we always have a disclaimer, you know, uh, when we tell, when people hear heal the hood, you know, hood is a suffix is at the end of words like brotherhood, fatherhood, parenthood, sisterhood, brotherhood, mm-hmm. everybody, you know, has a hood. And that's what uh, literally contributes to the issues that go on in our neighborhoods because we have a whole lot of parenthoods and motherhoods, brotherhoods and fatherhoods and sisterhoods that haven't been healed. So uh, we basically use the arts and media science to actually tap into the nature of what's going on with a lot of our young people and even adults uh, by offering uh, various programs, tours, bringing in recording artists, mentoring, whatever it takes to really be able to drill in uh, the effectiveness of change in our community and society. So that's what we're all about, change. You have uh, you've been doing this a while, and of course, uh, you have a pretty strong connection with the, uh, the community as a whole. How does it make you feel? Uh, you're a young man yourself, but how does it make you feel uh, when you see uh, the escalation of uh, juvenile crime and a lot of the other uh, negatives that we are dealing with on a daily basis? It's got to trouble you just a bit, I would imagine. You know, um, it can become, you know, it can get you to the point where you really want to throw your hands up and surrender. But, you know, uh, I have to remember why, you know, the why. And I think that's that's a huge thing, remembering your why, because there's been so many kids that have been out here in the city of Memphis that have turned around. And uh, they were like at their midnight, uh, they were at their 1159 hour. And if we didn't uh, hang in there to really be able to do something for those kids, they wouldn't have made it over to the next day. So we've, we've won more battles than we've lost, but it's very uh, discouraging when you think about we have the resources to really be able to keep a lot of this from happening and we're not utilizing the resources that we have within our own circle. So it could be uh, discouraging um, yeah, a lot of times. There was uh, an event uh, over the weekend, I believe it was Saturday, it was a, a youth town hall meeting that was held it was uh, sponsored by justin hart uh, and uh, the rapper nle choppa uh and i'm to understand that uh, this was really an event uh the second annual from what i put on i know and i know you were a participant in this uh to really connect with these young people give them a safe space uh to be able to be free to talk about issues some of the things that were concerning what did you take away from from this conference of uh, the uh, the uh, town hall meeting? Yeah, you know what? I was very inspired, you know, because uh, a lot of times you hear the voices of the kids and to hear them being transparent about what's bothering them. And then with an NLE chopper, which I most definitely need to make sure that uh, Justin connects you guys, because uh, the thing is, is that uh, NLE Chopper being 20 years old, it was refreshing to actually hear him state about what he wants to do with his music, about how he wants to, uh, you know, turn things around and just do things differently. Mm -hmm. And so when you hear a lot of young people that are coming up that are millennials that are saying that we recognize there's a problem and we want to do something about it, it, it liberated me because now we're in agreement. You know, it's that whole thing where two or three people come touching and agreeing sure. and on one court stuff happens. And so I think that I, I left with a sense of unity. I left with a sense of urgency. And I also left with a sense of knowing that something is about to happen. 
Yeah, you know, I I think in 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 uh, this young man uh, NLE Chopper, twenty years old, he is a he is a, a becoming a, a, a I guess a big thing in the rap world. Uh, he knows he got a, a project coming out, but really, I'm I'm really surprised, it pleasantly so, kind of like you, uh, at the commitment of somebody this young uh, to uh, to step out here and say, look, uh, you know, I'm I'm a, I'm a young person too, and you know, we we're all out here trying to make it. Uh, but really committing his time and his energy and his space to these young people to say, look, there is a better road. Uh, look at me. Look at, you know, many other people who are successful. And one thing I did take away from uh, what happened on Saturday uh, was that there were a lot of uh, political folks. I saw three or four uh, city council folks there and a lot of yeah. other community members that had to make you feel good because maybe they really wanted to find out what was going on with our young people. No. Yeah. And, you know, and, I, and uh, to be honest, I know they listen. And uh, it was conversations that were happening even when we were on the panel that you heard uh, J.B. Smiley, Miss um, Rhonda Logan, all of them, you know, just sitting there, uh, Martavius Jones, uh, talking about what they were hearing. And, and so I know for a fact that there was a takeaway that they were taking notes and they were really ready and activated, you know, because sometimes, you know, and, and the things that I keep saying to people all the time, we apologize to the young people when we're touring in schools, uh, doing our tours. Um, and we always open up with an apology because whatever state that our kids are in, it was because the adults left the door open for it to happen to these kids. And we just have to take responsibility. So I think there was a lot of uh, accepting responsibility Saturday. And I think we can move once we start accepting responsibility that's the big thing uh you know and i think that uh you know at least for me i'm, I'm a bit older but you know parents need to be parents uh, to our young people and i think uh, a lot of things that i've heard uh, have to do when young people talk that they want people to listen to them and and i know you tour a lot of schools you talk to a lot of young people out here uh how big a deal is that that they they, they just want an ear they want somebody to really listen and understand uh, what they're dealing with and what they're going through it's, it's a huge deal. It's a, you know, for us, you know, when we were coming up, I used to always hear children should be seen, but not heard. Yes. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and the thing about it is there were things that were going on, you know, um, adverse childhood experiences that were happening that if we were able to speak out earlier, we could have prevented a lot of tra travesties when we became adults. And there's a lot of damaged adults that because their childhood was never healed, they're, they're, they're contributing uh, to the problems now that's going on in the world. You got kids now that are, you know, they're still in cars, but they're adults that are actually giving them master keys and programming in a whole uh, wow. arsenal to wow. be able to commit the crimes that they're doing. And so we as adults have to understand that the kids don't really want to do a lot of the stuff that they're doing. But at the same time, if I do something negative and I'm celebrated, just like with social media, they do something negative, they get a million likes. But if they do something positive, they only get a few likes. And so they're screaming out for attention, but you have to really know how to how to decipher through all of this stuff just to be able to hear what's being said, but not seen. That you use the term uh, at the very beginning of what you just said, that is becoming more and more and more. I'm hearing it more and more and more because it makes a lot of sense. Adverse childhood experiences. That is becoming really a big catchphrase uh, because it's so true. And people are starting to focus in on that, are they not? Yeah, absolutely. Because because you when you think about it, you know, if a child is damaged, you know, and uh, and really, you know, um, our mantra with Heal the Hood and what we say all the time about what hood means, 
uh, it is uh, the essence of ACEs. You know, if, if something happens in your childhood and is never healed and you take it over to your adulthood that's never healed, you have a problem in your neighborhood. And so what we're looking at are issues that were never resolved when they should have. Uh, there's another term, a theory called the broken window theory. So you look at, you know, uh, communities when somebody breaks, breaks a window and then that abandoned building just stays there with a broken window, nobody fixes it. Mm-hmm. Uh, all of a sudden, people start devaluing their building breaking other windows, um, doing all types of stuff to that building because nobody ever dealt with the issue that was never fixed. And so that's the problem that we're experiencing now is that we are not dealing with, we're overlooking the issue that was never fixed. And sometimes it's parents that, you know, their issues were never fixed. And so now all of a sudden they ignore the issues that are being reproduced in their own children. And so that's what creates huge problems in our communities. Before I let you get out of here, I just I just have one simple question for you. Uh, what is your prayer uh, for our city as far as our young people are concerned? It's, it's wake up. It's a, it's about, you know, us really opening our eyes. You hear a lot of people talking about their woke and all this type of stuff. But I think something that NLE Chopper said that was really important, and it's, a, it's echoing the words of Michael Jackson, we need to start with the man in the mirror and pay really mm-hmm. close attention to what we're seeing mm-hmm. and don't just walk away and forget what we saw. You know, we need to wake up so we can deal with those realities because that's the only way you're going to be able to live your dreams. It's the only way that you're going to be able to deal with the things that are happening to you is, so, uh, is to wake up and realize your reality so that you can face it. So let's wake up. Let's wake up. Liddell Beeman, CEO uh, and founder of the Heal the Hood Foundation. Liddell, man, I, I, I just, I really love your spirit and, 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 and I love what you do and, and what you keep doing in this community, man. Keep, keep up the fight because we sure need folks like you. Thanks for coming on the show tonight, man. I'm, I really appreciate it more than you'll ever know. Thank you, sir. I'm always humble, sir. Thank you. I appreciate you. Liddell Beeman, ladies and gentlemen, that see that's a young man right there who understands. He gets it, and he understands it, and uh, because he spends time, this is what he does, uh, you know, to to try to heal these these neighborhoods, and 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 it starts with conversations with these young people. Uh, ad, you know, adverse childhood experiences is a is a real thing. And it's a generational curse that happens. And we need to be able to break that curse in order to try to break through to our young people uh, in order for us to be able to move forward. We're going to take a, a final break of the broadcast. And when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about your health on this Monday. This is Real Talk Memphis. We'll be right back. If you like Real Talk, here's a way you can get involved. Do you have a show topic idea or suggestion? Want to be considered a guest or have a guest idea? Then send Chip a message on his Real Talk show page and you can be a part of the Real Talk experience. So as he always says, go out and tell somebody. We'll be right back. Jazz Month at Crosstown Arts is bringing the versatile sounds of jazz to Crosstown Concourse this March. It's a month-long celebration of jazz, from the classic to the experimental, honoring a musical form with deep roots in Memphis. On Tuesday, March 21st, the Stax Music Academy celebrates Women's History Month with songbirds, women, and jazz in the green room at Crosstown Arts. On Wednesday, March 22nd, Michael Kelly presents the talk, Memphis Jazz Through the Lens and the Memphis Listening Lab. Juilliard-trained singer, actress, and songwriter, 
Morgan James returns to Memphis where she recorded her Memphis Magnetic album to perform in the Green Room on Saturday, March 25th. Sunday, March 26th brings the return of the much vaunted Strictly Jazz series with the music of Bill Evans in the Green Room. Jazz Month at Crosstown Arts is sponsored by the Memphis Drum Shop and presented in partnership with Crosstown Arts, WYXR, and the Memphis Listening Lab. More announcements and tickets are available at crosstownarts.org. WYXR doesn't go to sleep at night. We keep the music moving. Memphis music, that is. When our DJs clock out, our automation clocks in with music right from our community. Produced, performed, and written by Memphians. Or in Memphis. Some are hits, and some are rarely heard. But they all tell the story of one of the world's greatest music cities. Visit wyxr.org for playlist and scheduling information. Email submissions at wyxr.org to let us hear your Memphis music. We may just play it. You're listening, but are you in the know? The WYXR Weekly Newsletter is the best source for keeping up with events at WYXR, whether they are happening on our airwaves, behind the scenes, or out in the community. Log on to newsletter.wyxr.org to sign up for our mailing list and keep yourself in the loop. Get Real Talk on the TuneIn mobile app under WYXR, and he's now streaming live on Facebook. And you can also catch a rebroadcast on YouTube. Just put WYXR in the search box and hit subscribe. Now back to more Real Talk with Chip Washington. And welcome back to Real Talk Memphis on this Monday evening. Uh, as I mentioned at the top of the show, uh, this month, March, is uh, Colon uh, Cancer Awareness Month. And uh, if you didn't know or you weren't aware, uh, it is the number two killer uh, in this uh, country uh, after uh, heart disease. And I wanted to get somebody on to talk a little bit about this and remind us how important it is for us to get our examinations. So we welcome Dr. Paul Johnson. He is a colorectal surgeon at the Methodist Cancer Institute. And uh, Dr. Paul, uh, it's good to see you. Thanks for coming on Real Talk. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So uh, talk to us a little bit uh, about this. Uh, obviously, uh, you're very familiar with it being a, a colorectal surgeon. But just in terms of numbers, uh, where are we in this country in terms of folks uh, who are dealing with some sort of, uh, you know, colon cancer or some or some sort of issue like that? And, and as I stated, was I correct in saying it was the number two killer in this country? That's actually absolutely correct. So um, it's diagnosed um, number three. Uh, but when you combine men, uh, men and women, it's the number two uh, killer in the U.S., um, in terms of how many people are diagnosed per year, it's upwards of 150,000. Mm. So it's not a small amount per year, and it disproportionately affects the African American community. So up to 20, we're diagnosed at 20% higher than our counterparts, and we die from the disease up to 40% more than our counterparts. Wow, I did not, wow, that's a staggering statistic. So why is that? Why, what, is the, what is that separation there? I mean, that's a lot of folks. And why is it um, more uh, uh, in terms of affecting uh, us as a race uh, versus other races? 
So one is healthcare disparities. It's something that is rampant in our community where we're not at, um, presenting for care early enough. Um, the other thing is there is some dietary components to it as well, mm. which we can talk about um, the things that put you at increased risk for colon cancer. What are some of those things? I mean, you know, we, 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 we talk about that. And as you just clearly mentioned, diet does play a role in this. Absolutely. So obesity plays a um, strong role. There's um, inflammation that occurs with having excess weight um, consumption or overconsumption of red meats, um, alcohol consumption at um, at excess, as well as um, smoking habits. Or smoking is pretty much the worst thing you can do for any cancer. Every cancer that is in the body is associated with smoking. So if smoking is something that any of your listeners are um, struggling with it's something that they really want to um, seek help for because drug smoking is pretty much the worst thing you can do for your body. So uh, uh, as, as, as you were talking, I, I was sitting here listening and, and a lot of, uh, uh, you know, this and I think you made reference to it is really us not, not, not checking ourselves the way we do. But before you answer that question, the, the way we should, but before you answer that question, uh, uh, in, in terms of uh, symptoms, symptomatic issues, uh, are there symptoms that one uh, may may get that might lead them to the doctor in terms of this? There are symptoms, but we want to make sure that we are recommending screening starting at age 45. And the reason I say that is because if you have symptoms of colon can or rectal cancer, it's usually in, found in the late stage. Mm. So we don't, right. So it's, it's colon cancer or colorectal cancer is usually what we call an asymptomatic disease wow. until you get to those stages where it's really large. And then you'll start to get the abdominal pain. You might see bleeding from your rectum or there might be changes in the, the shape or the color of your stool. So those things that we see are usually too late in terms of, not in terms of treatment, but it's not an early cancer anymore. And what we do know is that if you catch these cancers early, you have a 90% five-year survival rate. But if you catch them really late, it drops down to, um, if it's at the um, stage where it's spread everywhere, it's like 14% five-year survival. So you suggested that uh, 45 uh, is a year where you, you need to start to to go get examined and go get checked for this. Uh, if, if, uh, if you have the examination uh, and it shows that everything is looking good and, and, and relatively clean, uh, how far between uh, appointments uh, or, or checkups uh, is that time frame? It's a whole 10 years, and that gives you an idea of how long it takes from a cancer, uh, a polyp, and that's the benign little outgrowth in the colon or rectal wall that we can take out during the colonoscopy. It takes a long time for it to progress from that level to a cancer, and that's why we're able to say come every 10 years if there's no signs of anything that was um, concerning on your colonoscopy. As time has moved along, uh, technology has moved along as well. Uh, so what was uh, once uh, something that uh, folks uh, did not want to deal with uh, because of uh, the uh, uh, discomfort of it, uh, medical technology has come a long way. Are we still uh, as hesitant as a people uh, in, in, from what you see? Are we still as hesitant as we once were uh, to go and uh, get a colon examination? 
Unfortunately, yes. Um, a lot of times, the most dreaded thing for most people is the prep, and that's where you had to drink a large volume of some fluid that was not very tasty. We've uh, progressed. It, um, now we have pills that you can take. It, you just drink lots of water with those pills, and you can prep that way. We also have smaller volumes. Not still not great tasting, but at least you can get it down pretty quickly. And then there's other options like the one I give to my patients, which pretty much tastes like whatever you're mixing it with. So it's um, we've gotten better with making these preps more palatable. Um, in terms of our community, um, we do have issues where we have machismo saying, oh, we don't want anybody back there. But what I tell my patients, especially my male patients who say that, I say, well, if you do have cancer, that's the first thing you're going to get is a colonoscopy because we need to see what that we have to name it to mm. put a name to it to say what kind of cancer it is. Mm. So you're going to get a colonoscopy and it's better that you have gotten a colonoscopy as a prevention. And it, the adage that one ounce of prevention is better than cure is absolutely true when it comes to colon cancer. Yeah, this is something that uh, we don't really uh, talk a lot about, you know, as a society. But I mean, the, the number that you gave at the beginning uh, was staggering uh, to me in terms of uh, just the disparity between the races and, and, and how much more susceptible. And I think for me, the biggest takeaway from this is that we as a people are much more susceptible to getting colon cancer uh, than anybody else on the planet. And that's, that's something I'm sure that you, you spend a lot of time talking to folks about. We do. And so that's, and it's important, especially when we recently lost one of our Black Panther, right, to yeah. colon cancer. True. So Chadwick Boseman recently died at a very young age. And unfortunately, that's the trend that we're starting to see as well where once it was nine out of 10 people were dying, or excuse me, were um, being diagnosed and they were over the age of 50. Now, one in five of diagnoses are under age 55. Mm. So there's been a shift in, um, in terms of what ages we're now seeing colon cancers being diagnosed. Well, listen, uh, man, I want to thank you for coming on the show tonight and, and giving us some really solid information and, uh, you know, uh, letting folks know uh, that uh, this is nothing to play with. This is a very serious situation or can get a whole lot more serious if we don't take the necessary precautions. Uh, Dr. Paul Johnson, colorectal surgeon from the Methodist Cancer Institute. Thank you, Paul, for coming on the show. I really appreciate it. No problem. My pleasure. All right. Take care. Uh, yeah, that was good information, ladies and gentlemen. And I hope that uh, if you are one of those hesitant folks, uh, you take and heed his advice and uh, go get looked at and go get checked. Great show tonight. Great show tonight. Uh, excellent information from all of our guests. Uh, I want to thank Ike Griffith, uh, Liddell Beeman, and of course, Dr. Paul Johnson. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm looking around. Somebody asked me the other day, uh, you know, about my crew. And, you know, I, I mentioned them, uh, you know, a lot on this show because they uh, they helped me uh, steer and guide this thing. And Brent is uh, he's our latest addition and, and he's and he's on the board tonight doing a really good job. And, of course, you all know Nicole. Nicole hosts the show here on uh, Friday nights uh, at midnight, uh, taking you into early Saturday morning called Planet Chrome. 
and uh, she's been on a few weeks and uh, thumbs up. Everything's going good. Everything's going well. Of course, uh, Lola is our is our is our DJ, but she's also a radio host. She's just satellite. How many show, how many satellite shows you have? She's sitting up. She's on her phone. She's like three. You know, it's like you know, maybe it's more or less. I don't know whatever. <laughs> whatever. They're very very talented folks, and I thank them all the time for what they do. Uh, let me do a quick uh, Facebook Live roll call here. Michael Harris is on. Samantha Samantha D is what I call her. She's on here as well. Jet Lucas checking us out. My sister Cheryl Lewis, uh, Audrey Hill, Rachel Johnson, uh, Brett Thompson checking us out tonight as well. Uh, so yeah, a lot of lot of folks on here. I thought I thought Tamara Rhodes is here as well, uh, and uh, listen, uh, Alan Crone I think was on here earlier. I don't know if he's still on here, but uh, thank you all for checking us out. And listen, uh, as I say all the time, if you like what we do, as Bren plays us out, uh, let people know about Real Talk Memphis. Uh, you know, we aim to please here uh, each and every Monday evening from six to seven p.m. Central, uh, depending on where you are catching us. Uh, but uh, again, like, follow, share, subscribe uh, to our uh, program, to my page. Uh, send me uh, show ideas, guest suggestions, the whole nine yards. I'm open to all of that. Most importantly, thank you. Uh, we appreciate it very, very much. So for Brent, for Nicole, for Lola, and for Tip, thank you for being here. We are out. See you next week. It's real.